Chapter 6, verse 12. One of those days, Jesus went out on a mountainside to pray, and he spent the night praying to God. And so this, this times of meditation, oftentimes their prayer is involved there. But it's times that you see people like Elijah, people like Jesus, all the way through Scripture, that get away, that spend some time and say, I need to spend some time with God here because I need to redirect and, and refocus on what God's plans are for me. You see a lot of scriptures that talk about this as well, uh, recentering our life through, through meditating with God. Uh, we're going to look at uh, Psalm 63. Um, go ahead and look at Psalm 63. And we see this example here. Psalm 63, uh, verse 6. says, the psalm writer here, David in this case, says, On my bed I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night. And so David is saying, when, it, when I'm on my bed, I remember God and I just I think about him. And also through the watches of the night. How many of you have ever been on watch at night for something? Now, most of us just sleep through the night, usually. I remember when I was in Albania uh, during a, a mission opportunity that I had there working at a kid's camp. There was, uh, we had to, some of us stayed up at night because, uh, maybe I've, I've told part of the story before, someone had showed up the week before I was there and said, if you don't get all these kids out of this Bible camp right now, I'm going to come back with 50 men and we're going to kill all of them. So I thought, well, you know, that doesn't really happen here. You know, that, but the Albanians took that very seriously. Like, yeah, that, that, that might happen, so we better get ready here. So they hired a, a security guard that was that was intoxicated most of the time, but he carried a big Kalashnikov rifle around. He wandered around at night. And so they asked us, the the guy team leaders, to stay up at night and take shifts. And uh, there was, at that time, Albania would turn off electricity at night. So there's no electricity for hundreds of miles on at all where I was standing. And I remember standing out there in the middle of this field, hoping that someone wasn't going to show up and, and uh, create havoc. But looking up, and I can still remember the stars, how powerful that moment was. And I know that during that trip and during those times that I just had opportunity that I chose to, to, to allow God to work in me during those quiet times and allow my mind to work and, and to pray and to process, that that has those times when I was up at night thinking about God, meditating on his word during the watches of the night, that uh, part of the reason I'm standing here today, it helped influence me to follow the call of God that I wasn't sure that I was hearing at that point in time. If we skip ahead to Psalm 119, uh, we see another example of this here, in 90, verse 97. And Psalm 119 is all about meditation and meditating with God and on his word. But look at Psalm 119, verse 97. Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. So as he's Persons out in the field working, whatever they're doing, they're thinking about God's word. Your commands are always with me, and they make me wiser than my enemies. I have more insight than all my teachers, for I meditate on your statutes. I have more understanding than the elders, for I obey your precepts. I have kept my feet from every evil path, so that I might obey your word. I have not departed from your laws, for you yourself have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. I gain understanding from your precepts. Therefore, I hate every wrong path. And the writer here is saying, because I meditate on God's word, because I think about it, I don't just read it, 
for information, but I read it for transformation. And then whatever I'm doing, wherever I'm at, I think about it, I consider it, and it changes my understanding of God, and it changes my actions. Do you see that? Is I gain wisdom from this, and I become someone that is different because of those times that I just meditate on, on God's Word. Now, if we're running back and forth from one thing to the next to the next to the next, it's hard to reflect, isn't it? Yeah, because that's what Satan wants us to do, is run from one thing to the next to the next to the next, and it doesn't allow us to reflect and, and, uh, and learn to be the people that God wants us to be. Okay, think about this. Here are some things, just to, we'll take a time out here, some things that meditation is not, okay? Here is a picture of someone performing Eastern meditation. There's a lot of difference of what Scripture talks about meditation for us. Is one thing that I think that's important for us to be careful of when we, we talk about how, and we'll talk about how we can, we can pursue this uh, for ourselves here in just a minute. But here's one of the things that I, I wrestle with, um, is that there's times some, where someone is, I have, I have friends or, or that who will, take some time and, and take time meditating with God, and they'll come back and say, hey, I was spending this time with God, and God told me to do this. Okay, Let's take a time out here for just a second. Okay? There's, there's a few things that, that we need to be careful of whenever we, we, we consider statements like that. Because sometimes we just don't know if God's... Maybe God has put something on our heart, but we don't know how God speaks to us in that and how he doesn't. And so... It, I think that's it's it's important for us to be very careful how we use that uh, that phrase because if we say well God has told me this then how how can we invite other people into our lives to say well maybe he didn't it's like that trump card that we can use that no matter what anybody else says okay if God told me this psh, there it is you know what else can what can we say about that uh, how how can we how can my my good friends that are spiritual take issue with that if I just assume that God has said that. But maybe we can say it in a different way, is that when I've, when I've spent time with God, uh, quiet times, and I've allowed, there's, it seems that, that God has moved me in, in ways to, to understand his word and to understand that he wants me, um, maybe I've developed some clarity in life and what God, the direction that God wants me to go. Or I have learned about sin in my life and I've decided that I'm going to come clean with it, I'm going to repent. And maybe that's a better way that we can phrase that and, and, uh, and, and try to pursue uh, pursue God during these times. Okay, um, there's more we can say about that, but hopefully that's enough to just get the idea that let's let's consider um, and just not throw the oh look what look what God said to me out there because we're we're capable of misunderstanding that and just be all of us be aware of that is important. Also, Christian meditation is not the Eastern meditation of emptying. Okay, the idea of of the Eastern meditation is you sit there, you take the posture, and you let everything flow out of you. And what the end goal is pursuing emptiness and, and allowing all the, the things of the world just to empty out of us. Okay, Scripture talks about the, the difficulty or the danger of that. Because when we empty ourselves, what happens if we don't fill it with something really, really good? And Jesus tells a story about that. Now the demons are cast out, go out of the, the man, and then they, they come back and they found everything swept clean and they bring more that's worse. Okay, If we empty ourselves of the bad stuff inside of us but do not fill ourselves up with God, we're not going anywhere. And it's not going to take us into great places. And so part of, of pursuing God in those times, those quiet times of, of meditation is 
you notice oftentimes meditation is is connected with prayer, is connected with scripture. I meditate on your scriptures, is that we fill ourselves up with what God has for us and, and what God wants us to be. Um, Christian meditation is not too difficult. Okay, we're going to see that here in just a minute. So if you're sitting there thinking, oh, that's difficult. I don't think I can do that. I think that's going to be tough. It's not. Okay, here we go. And it's not impractical. There is part of us in our world that has a tendency to think, if I can't put a check mark by it or I can't see tangible results immediately, if I can't feel it or touch it, then maybe it's not worth doing because I can't see the results of it. And the reality is is that with uh, taking time with God is very practical because it can change the course of our lives. Also, um, Christian meditation is not... Oh, man, somehow I got that. It's not something, let me read it, something that we can put off if we don't have time. Okay, if we run out of time and say, oh, man, I just don't have time to, to spend time with God. I don't have time to, to reflect. There's just too much going on. Oh, man, we're going to miss out on so much that God wants us to be. Okay, so let's talk through this a little bit here. What does this mean for us? When we take times that we are going to be deliberate and make times that are quiet, that we reflect spiritually, that's meditating. That's Christian meditation. That's what that's called. That's what we see through Scripture and that term used in different ways. We start by learning to walk with Jesus and learning Jesus' ways because maybe we wake up in the morning, we read some Scripture, and then we take that Scripture with us throughout the day and we learn to walk and in be more what Jesus wants us to be as we, learn, as we walk beside him. And we become more and more like Jesus the more we do this, the more we reflect. And as we do that more and more, we learn to help others walk like Jesus. As the end goal is not me, but the end goal is me showing Jesus to the people around me. And boy, when God starts doing that with us, and the more of us more and more of us that are looking at life this way, is this isn't just about me and my own personal relationship with God. This is about me and the influence that God is wanting me to have with everybody around me. And what do I need to change? What do I need to be in order for me to really be that influence to the people around me, whether it be my children, my spouse, whether it be the people I work with, my neighbors. And I may be the greatest spiritual example they see, and if I am not the person I need to be, then, I, then they're all going to miss it. And so it's on me right now to be the person that God wants me to be, and I need to spend time reflecting to see what, what, exactly, what exactly that is supposed to look like. So let's think about this. Let's talk about practically here. Um, there is... Again, in our world, the perspective of, okay, meditation is something that's hard, it takes techniques, there's all this kind of stuff. Very simply, um, when we decide that I'm going to take some time, and I'm going to reflect, and I'm just going to be still. Psalm 46 says, be still and know that I am God. And I'm going to do that. I'm going to, I realize that I've got, I've got work, I've got my kids climb on me here. I've got all this stuff that's happening, and it's one, one, one thing to the other, to the other, to the other, run from one thing to the next. 
But I refuse to be one who is controlled by whatever is busy, whatever is next. And I refuse to look around me and say, wow, look, I'm comfortable. I've got everything I need because I know that the the stuff that I have is not going to sustain me for eternity. I refuse to buy into that stuff. But I'm going to take time and I'm going to see what really open myself up and allow God to make me who he wants me to be. Maybe we do this by just uh, waking up. Uh, it's something I mentioned. I've, um, this, this week I decided I'm going to put my own life decisions where, uh, through what I'm teaching right now. And um, I, can, uh, I can assure you that sometimes preaching the Word of God is just working out your own stuff in front of everybody else. Okay? And so what I've, what I've done this, this week, and I do not tell you this as, as a, a way of, of trying to, to show great godliness, because that's, that's not it at all. I tell you this because I want to be held accountable. Uh, and I've decided I wake up a half hour earlier every morning, and I've done that this, this last week, to spend some time in, in Scripture and then to just sit and think, be still and know that I am God. And, and, just, and just listen. Uh, we can do that when we're driving in the car sometimes. We can turn the radio off. And if we have a commute and say, I'm, this time I'm going to take back this time for God, this commute, and I'm going to make this holy time where I just listen to the... I, I may start off with the scripture and then I pray and I, I listen. I have this, this quiet time. Uh, if you have a job where you have you can take breaks during the day or you can take a lunch. You can take that time several times a week and say, this is going to be a holy time that I dedicate to God, that I just spend some time in quiet and some time in reflection. You notice that God, from the very beginning, it took how many days to create the world? Okay. But how many days do we have in our week? Why is that? Because God said, I'm going to take a day and I'm going to rest. And he commanded that of the Israelites. And that's when they got themselves in trouble, is when they said, oh no, the Sabbath day is such a burden, it's such a pain, because we can't sell, we can't do business on the Sabbath, because we just got to do, 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 we've got we to run. And what does God say? Take that day of rest. Take that day of rest and see if I will not bless you beyond your imagination. But when you work so hard that you go from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, busy, 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 got to do, got to do, got to do, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss so much. And the prophets come back to that over and over again, is remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Now, for us, that is something that is not repeated as a command. In fact, when you look at the Ten Commandments, nine out of ten of them are repeated in the New Testament. The Sabbath day is not. But that does not mean that it's, it's not an important concept for us to stop, to slow down, to take a time out. And to be able to have a time to say, this is going to be a day of reflection where I, I just uh, I rest and I reflect on the blessings of God. Um, there is uh, times of recreation, uh, walks, uh, sometimes just deciding that I'm going to sit still. You have a porch swing. It's a great spiritual place to think and to reflect. I know for myself, and this is a discussion that goes back and forth with my wife and I at different times, is that, okay, here it is, fellas. You ready? Here's your opportunity. Hunting is a time that is deeply spiritual for me, okay? Because those are sometimes the only times that I get out with my rifle by myself for an entire day. Now, I can do all sorts of things with that day, but when I decide in the morning, say, this is going to be a time of of reflection, it's going to be a time where, where this is a holy time,
it's amazing that the, the times of, of renewal that come during those moments that I come back at night and I say, wow, Sylvia, I feel great. I feel great. There's all the, and, and I usually have all sorts of ideas about what's next. And my wife says, oh, great, here we go. Chris has had his spiritual reflection time, and, and this, is, this is what's going to happen next. But I feel rejuvenated. Um, there is, um, whether times are five minutes or times are, are several days, those times where we dedicate some time to sit apart that I'm going to reflect. And remember, be still and know that I'm God. And what comes out of it is oftentimes... We have all sorts of reflections that come out and we realize with ourselves that I've got some sin in my life that is unrepentant, that is keeping me from really having joy. And I am uh, I'm missing out on so much and I'm going to repent of the sin and I'm going to leave it behind. If we're going from one thing to the next to the next to the next, we don't have time to slow down and realize even though sins are there because we just don't have time to deal with it. It's oftentimes it's amazing when we slow down and we take some time to reflection, we start to realize that the people around us are great ministry opportunities, or the great ministry opportunities that we have with the people around us that we didn't even realize before because we were running from one thing to the next to the next. And what a spiritual moment it can be when we slow down enough to be able to sit with our neighbor on their porch or on our, our porch and just look around and say, wow, isn't it a beautiful day? Look what's out there. And that conversation leads into something spiritual. Oftentimes, I know from my own experience, those times of reflection uh, help change uh, the direction on who I need to be as a husband and as a father. It helps me uh, think about what's really important. What do I really want my kids to see from me? And if I'm just running from one thing to the next to the next to the next, it's impossible for me to be slow down and be strategic and say, this is the example that I want my kids to see from me. I know that those times that I've had of, of reflection and um, brought out at different times, and I shared the, the watches of the night in Albania that helped change me, is there's times where um, we just may feel in our world, if it doesn't take long to look at the news or read the newspaper or, or read any popular literature, that our society is a society that feels like that is lost, that is without direction, that feels like, again, we have to run from one thing to the next to the next. Maybe the most materialistically blessed society in the history of the world, and we can't seem to figure out some of the most basic questions of life. And maybe a large part of that is because we don't stop and say, all right, let's reflect on who my creator is and what he wants for me. There is a... A lot of stories of people that have made big changes in life, career changes, direction, all sorts of, of, of directions of leaving behind things in order to uh, pursue something that was honorable for God because they took some time to just stop, read Scripture, and reflect. And it's amazing the stuff that God did during that time. And remember, if Satan can keep us busy and keep us comfortable, then we just do life one day after the other, the after the other, and we uh, we don't realize what we're missing. Now, if you you pursue this, and I'd recommend everybody set aside some time, a few times a week, where you can more if possible, where you can sit down for a few minutes and you can just have some time to reflect. And the reality is probably right on the on the front end of things. You'll think, "Oh man, you know, I've got to, I've got to do this. Isn't working. This isn't working. There's nothing changing in me." And that's kind of like saying, 
If you have a, a TV, how many of you, well, I guess all TVs still plug in, but uh, that day is probably coming where it's changing here pretty quickly. But how many of you have ever done this? I've, I've heard of this. I've not done this myself. I've come close. But the TV is broken, so you call the TV repairman. The TV repairman comes over and plugs the TV in. Okay? Have any of you had a situation something like that? You think, this isn't working, this isn't working, I'm doing everything, it's not working, and realize the, the, uh, the solution was very simple, just didn't realize what it is, it just took some time. And the same is true when these, uh, these quiet times with God. Sometimes when we, we start on this journey and saying, all right, I realize that there's some things that I'm just missing in life. I need to, to pursue some times of fasting, prayer, we'll talk about coming up, but some times of fasting, some times of, of reflection, and allow God to, to really work on the inside of me. And I pursue it, and it's just all this, it just doesn't seem to be going well, or I'm not seeing a huge results immediately. It's maybe because we're unplugged from our power source. We just haven't been able to reconnect yet. But God's leading us along, and he's, uh, he's being patient with us and teaching us things that we're not going to learn any other way. So that's my prayer for, for you, for me, for all of us, is that we're a people that looks different than the world around us. That we don't look at, the, at the, the world and say, oh, that's what I want to be like, but we look at the people of God and say, that's what I want to pursue, that's what I want to be. And that we step out of the chaos of our world and say, no, I will not allow my calendar to, to be this impersonal force that just controls everything. I will make decisions to put God first and have some times of reflection so I can slow down, so that I can let God work through Scripture and reflection to help me understand the person that God really wants me to be and open myself up to that. And boy, when we do that, God changes us because we refuse to be shackled by the, the, the urgency of this world anymore. And boy, that, that's good stuff. No matter what your job situation is, no matter what your family situation, every one of us can find some time, even 10 minutes, somewhere, somehow, and be deliberate about that time, that I'm going to be a person that just reflects and allows God to, to, to work during those times. If, uh, if you're in a place where you're, you're really wrestling with that and it just seems like you're running from one thing to the next, I'm going to be in back. Be, be glad to pray with you. Uh, if you'd like to become a Christian today, you're welcome to do that as well and enter into the kingdom of God and start the amazing journey uh, with eternity starting right now. If you'd like to become a Christian or, again, prayers of the church, you're welcome to head back. Uh, let's stand and sing together.